0: Hello, and welcome back to episode seven, series three of the Sports Burrito. We're back, better than ever. This week, we've got some football. The North London Derby is the highlight (laughs) of the football jam. And I'll tell you one thing, I am not excited to speak about it. We've We've got rugby, England versus France happened. Huge, huge result. And finally, it might be a bit of a chat of the uh, the greatest week of all weeks, the Cheltenham Festival. Right, so let's get to it. Sit back, relax, and sorry for offence, cause an advance. In goes the free kick, Colaccini nearly got a head on it. Teote, great strike, goal! Oh! It's an absolutely fantastic goal by Sheik it's four!
1: Oh! Right then, fellas. Uh, straight into it, I think, and start where we normally start the football. And boy, it was the Burrito Derby on the weekend. It's the big one.
2: Rook it's the big
1: one. Versus Matt. Arsenal versus Spurs, or Spurs versus Arsenal if you want it uh, in the same order. Anyway, let's just get straight into the meat of it. But I'm, I'd like to invite Matt to give his take first. Just so you can paint the picture, maybe remind Rook of a few things from the weekend, <laughs> right. really getting pumped up. Right,
2: Rick. Let's talk about it. The first thing I want to mention is that we absolutely battered Spurs for 75 minutes. And then the last 15 minutes, I don't even know, neither team was even playing football at that point, but it was bizarre. But what i really like to remind Rick of is the text that he sent me after Spurs went 1-0 up. The very aggressive text. I won't go into the, the actual details of the language used. Because it was it's, graphic. Because it was it graphic. Was graphic. <laughs> it was quite frankly, it was incredibly graphic. And the thing is, I kind of knew it was, a very bold, it was a very bold time to oh. do it. it. There was clearly a heat of the moment, adrenaline moment. And uh, I, didn't, I sort of tried to bear my teeth. I didn't, try, I didn't let it rile me up too much, because I knew, I knew there was a chance that at the end of the game it was going to taste sweet. I was going to taste sweet, and boy, did it taste sweet at the end of that game. You should see the smile on my face right now just talking about this. It's absolutely <laughs> magnificent.
0: What, um, was, what was annoying was I was waiting for you to bite, and when you went 2-1 up, I was going, he's going to send a text. That's the thing. 1-1, he was like, he's going to send a text. Nothing. 2-1, he's going to send a text. Full time, he's going to send a text. It came through at full time. Nothing. I re- no, I reckon within about five No, no you, you left it 15 minutes, and then there was a little swipe, <laughs> and then just a crying emoji. <laughs> it's not so fair it's enough said it's enough
2: I probably did cry it was absolutely glorious I mean let's talk about the, I mean I mean, even as an Arsenal fan that Eric Lamello Rabona and I am an aficionado of Rabona's as anyone Holy that's ever played football with hell. me will know I'm an aficionado yeah. of, of a big big time aficionado and uh, that was a hell of a goal I don't even know how he's managed one to do that one hell of a goal he's absolutely thumped it a lot, I've never seen Rabona's like that so coolly move along the ground with that shape before there's like
0: yeah. Didn't even leave the fla- Didn't even leave the floor. It's ridiculous. He obviously
2: came on for Son, who got injured early on in the game. And uh, I looked to my brother, who I was watching the game with, who is also an Arsenal fan, and we were sort of like, "Oh, like we're not that threatened by Lamella. And I made some joke about how one-footed he was because he had a uh, there's some stat that he's only made like completed two passes or something with his wrong foot all season. so so I was mugging him off for how one footed he was and then he pulled off a Rabona like that about five minutes later (laughs) (laughs) and I was just like oh for Christ's sake Um, perfectly one footed it really was it it was it was absolutely exceptional I mean the uh, Reguilon reaction is the most memeable thing I've ever seen I think Um, it is the the hands on head and you've got to give credit where it's due but also I don't know what happened to Eric LeMella after he scored but he was basically on an absolute mission to get himself sent off from that point onwards it was honestly bizarre
0: yeah But if you watch him week in, week out, he's like that. And do you know what's weird? is actually, I really like it. I know most of fans are going mental. The amount of times you see, and, and historically when Jose came in, that we were a soft team. As he said in the All or Nothing documentary, we need to be bastards. No, before that, Tottenham was such a placid team. We were easy team. Gary Neville speaks about it a lot. About you can be 2-0 down to Tottenham and you know you'll win them you'll know where you'll win because we've got no spine. Spursy term. Eric Lamella sets a tone of no bullshit. Yes, he gets carded week in week out. Yes, it's usually horrible. Challenges, but I actually like it because he actually fights. You watch him most games. That game, I'd arguably say he was actually one of our best players, if not the best. He was running non stop until he got sent off, <laughs> and then he was walking, straight. <laughs> then he was, very <laughs> much straight he to was running the non-stop, Rocking non- running non-stop, was getting involved with everything, gets stuck in the challenges, tracks back and forward, and he actually shows a bit of desire for the, for the shirt, the amount of players that you sometimes get, that just put on the shirt, play 90 minutes, hide, go missing, it, it's just non-excusable, so actually, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> For getting sent off. It was mental. And it was a stupid thing to do. It was mental. Stupid thing to do. But actually, mate, i had on heart say that most Tottenham fans were well, logical Tottenham fans. Because you got those stupid, like, get on off the pitch. And you're like, shut up, mate. You know nothing about football. <laughs> sit back down. <laughs> sit back down, you fat bellend. Big oh, Dave. Oh, God. And you've never played football in your life. So sit back down, you armchair football analyst. Um... And yeah, I'll, he'll, have my full, he'll have my full support. But other than that, Kane went very missing, very missing in that game. All big players, Bale didn't really show up, didn't do a lot. That last 15 minutes was probably one of the most exciting passages of, of football that we've played in a long time. Do you know how
2: stressed out in that 15 minutes I was? You, honestly, you can't believe that the, the palpitations going through my body while that was happening. Because we're, obviously you're it's <laughs> against 10 men we're two one up having come from one nil down but like the, the thing with the north london derby the reason it's pretty much consistently so entertaining is both teams basically compete to who can shoot themselves in the foot first or the most who can mm. blow off more <laughs> who can blow off more of their leg rather than shoot themselves in the foot is basically the point it's reached we were what 75 minutes in all any team any competent team would do from that point onwards is just pass the ball around and for some reason we, we had Moel Nenny playing up top which was absolutely bonkers um Although that said, Lacazette looked like he'd eaten about 45 guys or something by about the 50th minute. He was absolutely, <laughs> he was lugging his frame about like, oh, it, was, it That's was pretty tough to watch.
1: 45 guys, the restaurant. Yeah, restaurant. He hadn't, Not, he hadn't 40. off 45 <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> No, uh,
2: that, yeah, good clarification that. Um, but, yeah, it was just absolute chaos. And then the Gabriel defending that header off the line is absolutely world-class. That's proper defending. Yeah, I'd Love Chris. to see it. Um, I, I actually, I Same time, you... why didn't
0: Davinson Sanchez get a cleaner connection? Oh, I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, we, are we going to talk about the penalty? What, what's... Well, yeah, we'll have to speak about that now, leading into it. Again, I, I said this to my dad when we were watching both together. I was saying that Davinson Sanchez in the last five matches has actually proved me wrong of he does have the raw ability. Lenny King vouches that he's our best defender, which is pretty big, big statement. I'm absolutely not having that. But he, he switches off. That whole game, he was unbelievable. But that moment where he switches off, you can see it in his eyes where you're like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and he just chops him down. You think, what have you just done? Didn't need to do it. You really didn't need to do it. I know it's the last-ditch attempt, but sometimes mate just let it go let Hugo leave it down to Hugo don't do that but ultimately he's he's at fault it's a pen anyone argues that it's not a pen because the shot's gone off I couldn't believe by law it is I but... couldn't
2: believe how many people thought it wasn't a penalty I was Jermaine Genus cried on national television basically t- t- claiming that it wasn't a penalty which was and just as a side note maybe my favourite thing about the whole game is watching Jermaine Genus cry on national television about it um, because I've... genius can suck. <laughs> yeah, very well put. But um, yeah, I just I, I just couldn't. <laughs> very I, I, I could not I couldn't believe. I, I, Twitter, I There was such a big debate, and Dermot Gallagher went on the next day and said it was a glitch in the VAR system that it was given and stuff. And I watched it. Over, I've watched it a lot of times. I don't see how that is. He's absolutely <laughs> clattered into him and he's got nowhere near he's the ball. Him
0: from behind. Legs legs about fucking two foot off the yeah, ground. Yeah, it's
2: bad. It's definitely a penalty. Um, I mean, feel free to get in contact if you disagree, but I'm going to wholeheartedly tell you you're wrong. So don't. Yeah, Maybe don't. there you go.
0: Well, one more thing. Jose Mourinho. Here we go. This is, what I want. this is what I
2: want to hear. The rant. Hit me with a rant here, rookie.
0: The whole game, he got completely wrong. We've come off the back of scoring eight goals in two matches, right? Confidence is high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got front three. who were popping. Popping. <laughs> what did he do? What did he do is what he does with against every... Top six side, I'll have to put you under that category because of history, not because of current form. Absolutely, <laughs> um, totally fair. But, he set up, he literally set up as in two lines, you've got to break us down and we're going to counter. Why would you ever do that against Arsenal? Leeds prove that you're there for the taking. On evidence now, you're there for the taking. We showed it in the last 15 minutes. It really winds me up that he does this against the top sides. Why would you? Why would you not go when you're low on confidence? We're high on confidence, and he literally just plays for the one 0 and it's honestly pisses me off. Do you know what I found weirder about it is that he
2: played the the, the eleven that he put out was quite attacking. But it was the actual system I know. like Matt Doherty, he obviously had an absolute shocker and he is an Arsenal fan, so read what you want into that. <laughs> that that whole that whole meme about him when they signed him deleting his old Arsenal fan to agent. Yeah, the undercover agent. But so I felt good. guilty for him because Gareth Bale basically gave him absolutely no help whatsoever all game. He just sat there and watched as Doherty had Tierney and whoever was out on our left at any given point run at him. And it was just like, well, what what do you expect him to do? And then Bale obviously had that, like, complete disbelief in his face and the look in his face when he got subbed off. But there was a part of me that was like, I understand you needed a goal, but also if if, if you hadn't made that change, I think we'd have just kept running in behind Doherty and probably scored a couple more, quite frankly. Tierney absolutely had it. Yeah, he really did. Doherty is deep in his pocket. Deep in his pocket. Can we just have a Tierney appreciation moment for me? He's honestly... He he's one of my favourite Arsenal players of all time. I know that's all the cliche stuff that I'm always wearing short sleeves and all of this nonsense, but he does. There's a great clip of uh, when Spurs go one up. He just like there's like a player mic like, somewhere near him, and you can just hear him and goes, "Lads, we just need to fucking score." He's just screaming, <laughs> just screaming at everyone. He's always up for it. He he is good. He's good on the ball. He crosses it. He beats his man with that weird sort of shimmy, kicks it miles past mm. him and beats him around the outside. He does that a lot, and I'm just. I'm so far I want the fact that he's not I mean the, the Abamyang disciplinary stuff with him not starting which we've skipped over and can skip over I just think Abamyang is not a captain figure Kieran Tierney is a captain figure throw that man yeah. that. throw the man yeah. the armband get him the armband ASAP that's, w- that's all I'm saying
0: Abamyang's a bit more of a maverick mate you never give the armband to the man. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Gascoigne's evidence of that <laughs> <laughs> did you see the
2: photos of Abamyang in his car like at 12.30 or something about yeah. half an hour off they're yeah, supposed it's to be like there the in traffic. this like in this Batmobile of a car that he drives <laughs> <laughs> just sat in traffic in London it is a, it's so funny I love that, that yeah. yeah amazing but good weekend ridiculous. for me terrible weekend for Rook
1: yeah, and there you, there you have it. The burrito derby. Come um, on. Just to stay on football again for another couple of minutes. Uh, Chris Wilder. Resigned. And resigned you know, or on, a, on um, mutual terms. But I'd just like to say a stat that I saw on Twitter about it after they lost the other day 5-0 to Leicester. 5-0. Sheffield hadn't lost by more than a three-goal margin in Chris Wilder's entire
0: reign. First game without him, five now. I personally, think, I personally think they should have held him and done exactly what Sean Dyche did with Burnley. Go down, reinvest, come back up, be better for it. The fact that last season people will say he's a fluke, I don't think it is a fluke when you look at how they played. He literally revolutionised and made a new set, new system with the overlapping centre-backs. Yeah. Like, literally never seen before in the Prem and it worked so efficiently. Where I think they went wrong, mate, is spending... What did they spend? Like 25 million on Brewster? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... That, that team was dying out and crying out for, for better better signings. Yeah, a couple of them as opposed to... It's just like all, the, all, all of it... God, I think losing Dean Henderson is quite a big factor as well because he was like... Out and out, their their star player in, in between. And the Ramsdale's states.
2: just not been the same. It's just not the same having exactly. Ramsdale. In, in,
0: he's a he's a decent enough keeper, Ramsdale.
2: But he Dean Henderson's actually high quality, whereas Ramsdale's just definitely a, at least a tier below, maybe a couple of tiers below that. And I think the the thing that last year that I mean the stat that always gets brought up is they won so many games by one goal last year. And they've lost mm. so many games, so one goal this year, and it is that sort of. That like, yeah, they haven't scored now. Yeah, I mean, a they haven't. I mean, they haven't. Ollie McBurney and whatever David McGoldrick as your strike partnership with Ryan Brewster as a backup is never exactly going to inspire much confidence in anyone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Um, I just, I, it's, nah. it's been tough for them, but I, I know what you mean about Wilder, but I do think that maybe it just reached a point where like it was just untenable. I mean, they've broken the record for the amount of games lost in the first 29 games of a Premier League season, or something. Um Even, yeah. even surpassing that miserable Derby side of. Two thousand seven, eight, I think. So that's pretty that's actually pretty impressive because they only got eleven points. Um, I think
0: the only reason he stepped away is the fact that also he is a Sheffield United fan. Yeah. And he does say that often, where he said that if he thinks it's time for him to go and someone else needs to take over, then he's more than happy to step aside. Yeah. But let's not get over the yeah. fact that this is a man who took over a team, mid-table in League One, going nowhere, and got back-to-back promotions to the Premier League. Yeah, it's pretty epic. Hey, and it says nothing about and uh, how seven. good
2: or
1: bad a bloke he is because he's an exceptional bloke and I won't hear a bad word about him I
0: personally said that he should have been uh, manager of the year seen. last yeah, year yeah you did I've got a lot, lot, of, lot of love for Chris Wilder and I hope he gets a, another shot at it soon be perfect as someone at Everton personally good man
2: just to jump onto the Champions League quickly from last night obviously we're recording on the Wednesday again so we haven't got the Atletico Chelsea and the other fixtures on this evening so who knows what will happen? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> don't don't worry, go. we're all wearing our Atletico shirts today. Our metaphorical our metaphorical Atletico shirts is what we're all wearing today. Um, but yesterday's games were pretty routine, to be honest. Uh, City cruised past, munching Gladbach with... Uh, I mean, they just played some unbelievable football. Phil Foden is... He's so good. Oh, he's he well is class. so... I mean, mm. we've probably said it, but I'm, I don't even need to go into it. But the, for the second goal, the turn past the midfielder, drives through, like, up the pitch like threateningly it's fair to say and then no look pass into Gundogan for a little chip over the keeper and you watch that and you're just going who want like what are you meant to do like honestly what are you meant to do about that Um, the only slight controversy is that apparently Sergio Aguero at the end of the game was heard telling Pep that no one passes the ball to him anymore
0: (laughs) 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 which is just sadly I, I honestly think Sergio's time might have come it's sad
2: there's been a lot of rumours linking him back to Atletico actually, which would be a, a sort of a, a nice homecoming. But he has often talked about wanting mm. to go back to Argentina and finishing his career there as well. So it'll be interesting to see what comes this summer. I mean, I'm sure he's got he's good enough to have goals in him somewhere, but I think you are. Know, I think yeah, we're. I, I don't know if he's got any much longer on his uh his time at City, which is it might be a swan song. A swan song. Oh. Hey. Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos did some Sergio Ramos things to knock Atalanta oh. out, which is uh which is great. He, uh, that. Uh, I'm so scared of Madrid in the Champions League because I don't really want them to win it again because I am just a bit bored of it. But at the same time, Sergio Ramos is uh, the last person I'd ever want to see on a football pitch if I was playing against them, I think would be him. More so than maybe even Messi and Ronaldo just because Messi and Ronaldo aren't going to kick the shit out of you. Whereas Ramos is going to go out of his way not only to beat you but also to to, to physically hurt you. And then i will probably put a pen and laugh in your face and tell you your shit afterwards. Mm. So (laughs) it's going to be a pretty dreadful experience. Straight down the ground, Catch up Christian's here,
1: there, he won't be catching that.
0: England versus India, the oh. T20i series, baby. Right, my prediction was we'd win that first match. You two pessimists. I said the, it was the, for the series, for
2: the series. Oh, we said series, didn't we? Yeah, it was series. Right. Okay. So it's still alive. I, mean, I do hope I'm wrong, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sad about predicting wrong. I mean, I thought England were going to play a bit of a weakened side, but we haven't. We put out a gun team every day. Uh, i want to mark with appreciation moment that guy's incredible just Legend. All the, some of the, the the wicket that he got i think it was rahani or, no kal rahul out sorry the other day just absolutely steamed in and took out his pegs at an alarming pace i'm pretty sure he got up to 153k's or something in one of the games he's played which is just absolutely Jesus. terrifying on, on any measure uh virat kohli did end he sort of the Brito curse existed because yeah, he slapped 77 around. off 36 or something, which is just yeah. outrageous. Um, but yeah, I mean, England, I mean, Joss Butler, flowers, big time flowers for, some, for Joss Butler. Just like, How on, yeah, that was that third game. he just, I don't even know what he ended up getting. It was quite amusing though, because it was the same game where Coley made all of those, made all of those runs. Um, but, and the commentators before, especially the BCCI commentators were talking a lot of, a lot, a lot about, he was playing the pitch like it was a different pitch to everyone else and how amazing he was and then butler did yeah. it basically exceeded everything he'd done and we won the game with an over and a half to spare so always good to see <laughs> always good to see
1: up the england yeah but it is actually a club the amount of high quality cricketers playing in that series is a joke both sides every one of them is unbelievable player and just testament to the depth as well they can all change um, Chop and change. I also didn't know Shikhar still played cricket, and he's rocked up and one of, well, he failed in that first. Test one of the greatest
2: bigger. rat's tails in sporting history, I'd argue. Mm-hmm. Look at Shika old rat's tail. I don't know if he still has that anymore, but he re- it's really good. It's pretty impressive. It's Rodrigo Palacio levels of fucking awful.
0: <laughs> nice. We'll bring on the third match. Fourth Can't match. Wait for fourth it. match. Fourth match. Bring on the bloody fourth match! Can't <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> the rugby should we talk about the rugby question the question of the game try or no try Maratoshi discuss
1: well do you want to be really boring about it or do you want me to uh, just say what I think just say what you think I think it's a try and then the boring answer yeah well it comes down to the referee saying um, the the question the referee asks is whether or not he can award the try. Or I think the decision goes with whatever the referee says as a cricket equivalent, the on-field call, the soft signal. So you think? The, so you yeah, think he almost signal. influenced the TMO? Well, yeah, because there was no camera angle that showed it enough. I think you just have to go with whatever go the ref said. It. So in that case,
0: no try. Personally, I didn't. I thought no try. From multiple angles, it looked like he controlled it personally. Mm. Yeah. The grounding didn't look right. It didn't look right with the ball angle. But, yeah. Hey, that's why I'm not a TMO referee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fucking doing this. <laughs> but
1: one hell of a game. Huge game. France is just ridiculous to watch. Antoine Dupont, mate. I've said it before, and I that say it all the try. fucking time. You're all probably
0: sick of it, but my god. It's biceps. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, his first, his trial was ridiculous. Yeah. He accelerates. Outrageous. Like, the acceleration
1: is a joke. He's nowhere to be seen when the ball goes to that winger. It is ridiculous. Chips it through and suddenly he's got the ball over the line. It's mad. Crazy player. Maro Itoje was exceptional. I mean, we actually played running rugby. I think everyone's getting pretty overexcited about how England are back and everything. Just because I think England fans have been starved of running rugby for so long. And we've actually played a decent game of running rugby, and we've come out with the
0: dub, baby. Good match all round. Matt
2: didn't watch it. Don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And that's, uh, and that's Matt's judgment on it. And there you go. That's, that's Matt's
1: opinion. Well, it leads to a massive game next week: Wales versus France. Wales going for the grand slam. Come on, France! You frogs.
0: Mate, we definitely shouldn't be supporting them, but we're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to. So hard. It's like. As Gary Neville like said, <laughs> the choice
1: between two lads to knit your wife. <laughs> oh. But yeah, massive Maybe. game next week. I'm choosing the French lads to nick my wife.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, oui, oui, uh, treat <laughs> you very really well. At least in wine and diner, you know. <laughs> that's where he's aiming. And that's where he's headed, just a little bit right of it, but this ball appears to be hammered.
2: Oh, right. <laughs> ah, that's so far up there and now to be honest with you it's in the right rough and with the whole cut front right and no one's having more fun Gary than DeChambeau. Uh right so moving on to our next sport uh, we're going to do a bit of a chat about the golf this weekend we had the players it's, uh, the fifth major as it's often known by gimps um, and uh, Justin Thomas came through <laughs> came through with, uh, with a big old win <laughs> a, a big old win it was a massive run, Lee Westwood, who, as English fans of golf, you've got to want to see Big Lee win more and more. Um, yeah, obviously, as Brits, we want to see Big Lee Westwood come through with a win, and he did struggle. But to be honest, what I want to talk about is the 17th uh, TPC Sawgrass, uh, that par three into the middle of what is, looks like an ocean. It's such a big lake where it's just this like tiny little island yeah. green, and then the green basically goes at a right angle. It's so it's so sloped. I was just I honestly watched that and I watched the last sort of two hours of play. So most of the, the leading players sort of coming through and playing that hole. And I just, every time all I could think is how many goes do I think I'd have to have to stick a ball on that green and then putt it in in three. Just to make a par on that hole. How many times do you have to try?
0: What's the yardage?
2: I think it was, it's not even that far, mate. That's the thing. It's not like it's an absolutely monster. It's
0: so 160. Three.
2: But you just, the, the amount of green you've just got to aim this the small space you just have to aim for. And then there are bunkers on the on the near side of the green anyway. It's just absolutely... I, just, I can't get over how good that hole can't is. It's one, of, it's one of the most watchable holes in golf. That's the best way I could describe it. It's every time someone steps up, something you've got a feeling that something's about to happen. And then because the greens are so sloped, like, the putts are just ridiculous. The people are aiming the ball 90 degrees left of where their pin is. It's madness.
0: Absolute madness. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I really was rooting for Lee Westwood. I really hoped he'd do it. But you know what? That man's putting has let him down throughout his whole career. <laughs> Probably has one of the best iron striking plays
2: out there. Tita Green, mate. Mm. Tita Green, he's absolutely absurd. Last thing on Lee Westwood, he uh he has been amazing, excellent the last two weeks without winning, but he's been in contention in both of them and the trick is he put his wife on the bag. His wife has been caddying for mm. him. And maybe there's something in that. Maybe it's the comfortability of having someone you know so well. And I'm assuming she's also a golf expert because she's probably had to traipse around. Well, I don't know if she's traipsed around, I have no idea, but she's probably seen a lot of golf in her time. Um interesting yeah. there's something in that maybe more players need to start doing that and just getting family members or partners involved in, on, on the bag
0: I don't know Personally, if it worked for mate, me I'm... that would
2: be the worst decision yeah, that... for
0: me <laughs> oh, there would be some serious arguments <laughs> the amount of arguments I have with my dad where he's like oh you know just keep your head down I'm like oh, hang on your handy up's 25 what are you <laughs> fucking telling me what to do for right, but... sorry dad you do listen to this so <laughs> yeah, I, I will keep my head down Hello. My dad has the, op- the
2: a similar problem whereby he'll do practice shots that actually look quite competent and he'll keep his head down. And there's a rush of blood to the head every time he steps to the actual ball and his head will just fly up mid backswing and he'll miss it. And he'll sort of look over puzzled me and my brother and he's not a very sweary man but he'll occasionally lose his head and just be like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck am I doing wrong? <laughs> and we'll be like, dad, you just need to, you just need to watch the ball. And he'll be I'm like, really I am watching the out. fucking ball. I am watching the fucking ball. Oh. And uh, I think and he'll, he'll sort of saunter off sort of very discouragedly and try and sort of sort himself out while the rest of the, me my brother and my mum will all just be in hysterics laughing at him so <laughs> dad also listens to this go. I can only apologise for that but it is an absolute highlight every single time we play golf and I mean every single time we play golf time
0: <laughs> <laughs> would you rather do this thing or that thing
1: right lads we're back with another would you rather this week and uh, as it's Cheltenham a little bit horse related so this week would you rather ride tiger roll the horse at cheltenham uh, ladies day in the cross-country chase so one of the longest horse races out there 28 fences Twenty-eight i'm, fences. Already, there you go. I'm already unexcited <laughs> or compete in a in a medieval jousting competition <laughs> Now, just to lay down some rules about the jousting, the yeah, average jousting okay. field is uh, 100 to 200 metres long. I won't make you charge in for 200 metres, <laughs> but it's a 90 metre long jousting track, so you get a good yeah. 80 metres charging each other. You nice. can wear all the chain mail you like, get a bit of a helmet on. Um, a bit
2: of a helmet or an actual helmet? Yeah, a helmet. You can nice. wear a helmet.
1: Cricket um, helmet and you have wooden jousting sticks. Oh my god, right. They are blunt yeah. ended, but there you go.
2: Well, I mean someone charging in from 50 meters with a blunt ended stick still going to do my ribs all kinds <laughs> of trouble. <shorter. laughs> it's still going to be pretty problematic for me. But uh, on the flip side, me riding Tiger Roll at Cheltenham also has some pretty dramatic consequences for my rib cage. So, I mean it's do, not an easy it's do not know a good, how small one. the saddle
0: is on a horse. Horse races. They I literally really skip off right really like now tomorrow. I have no idea. It's incredibly hard to <laughs> stay on for one. Imagine going over 28 fences on you, Better have one, I wouldn't be able to control it. I'd just say go. And I'll just, just like try go. and hold on. Just go. On. But I'm more scared of breaking my legs than I would be ribs. I don't know why. It's a stupid thing to happen. Because <laughs> you don't really want to break anything. But I'd rather break I'd rather break my ribs or pop a shoulder than but, you, but, but are my legs. you not? my thought process is okay. right, this is this. So both this is, be men- both this horses, is going to be mental. Yeah, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be actually mental. Right, so both <laughs> both horses will on average be running let's say 40 miles per hour. Is One, this is in the gems. Yeah, because they'll be fast horses as well. Right. So it's either over 28 hurdles, which could be the anticipation would nearly give me a heart attack. Just every time I go fuck, 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 <laughs> over, <laughs> oh relax fuck 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 over relax <laughs> literally that right my thought process of the joust is why i'm leading towards it it's because it just you just get it over and done with yeah <laughs> so i that's no, one big blow I, i'm sorry one you're talking blow. about
2: i'm sorry you're talking about the win. anticipation <laughs> the win. anticipation of a, of a jousting match uh being less scary than <laughs> than a horse race uh, a jousting match someone's literally charging at you with a F off, massive stick, me. They're gonna absolutely globber you. Not no, you're metal. not gonna win. You're about, what, you're about, five foot six. Of course, you're not getting there first.
0: Christ. Well, I will play dirty. I'll go for the horse rather than the person. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's no cruelty. I, that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I would. I would. I. I actually. Look, think it, it comes down. More to, to do that.
2: Look to me, it comes down to the simple fact that if I do jousting, there's a hundred percent chance of injury. hundred percent. Well, well, that's mental
0: I, I, because you've never ridden a horse and you definitely fall off Tiger Roll. No, do? but I'm a bit of, right.
2: now. I'm a bit of a horse whisperer, and I reckon I could just tell Tiger Roll, <laughs> "Look, mate, take it slow, <laughs> take it slow." Since when have you I, a I'll be a honest, horse, horse whisperer? <laughs> <laughs> since since I've come up to this hypothetical situation, and I'm, I'll level with you all, I absolutely hate horses. They terrify me at all times, at all times. So, yeah, I mean, look, I'm just backing Tiger Roll to be a bit of a friendly horse. I'm, I suppose, and hoping he he, he just lets me. Very casually and slowly, make it over the hurdles. We make our way round. We're not breaking any records. Don't get me wrong. We're going <laughs> slow, but look, I'm I'm coming out of it unscathed, and that's what I'd quite like to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw some footage today after that race, of like GoPro footage of of the people riding
2: a horse. Oh and god, my that makes gosh. me feel sick. It makes me feel sick. This is it
1: scary. The, the ho- This might sound really dumb on the face of it.
2: Horses run
1: really fast. <laughs> they do, mate. And they're massive. They're huge.
0: <laughs> That's why I want to joust. Just if I lose, it's done. I fly off the back of it. I get, or even best I get hit in the head, get knocked out, don't remember anything, wake up in a and e on a trip, and I'm all right. John, you don't need <laughs> a. You, you a very strange <laughs> definition of a right.
2: You don't need any more blows to the head, mate. You you haven't got enough sense <laughs> for that to yeah. be for that yeah. to be something you can afford to troubling. happen.
0: It would be troubling. It would be troubling. Would be
1: troubling. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it is the joust.
0: I'm going jousting as well.
2: You're both going jousting? Yeah. You, you two are Well, the reason mental. I back myself you longer arms. You two are arms.
0: absolutely mental. Chitty has got long arms, so he would have a bigger reach. But my thought process is, get it out of the way, don't have the anxiety of jumping over 28 fences. Also, the worst bit about it is when, if you're at the front, which you probably would be, as Tiger Roll ran most to say, if you fall, There's 18 horses behind you that very regularly trample on the jockeys. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, I'll be taking the joust.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, so it's two jousts and a rider.
1: Two jousts and a rider. Good good luck out there, Matt. (laughs) Ah. It's time for the village viewpoint. Right Right. then boysies, we're back with another village viewpoint. After a week off, we've had another submission from a fan. That fan is, uh, he's my brother contractually, (laughs) well, pretty much contractually obliged to be a fan, but, uh, shout out Luke and it reads in rugby. Those who play in the second row always believe they're a back rower at heart. As a second rower, I'm no different. And after failing to argue my case as a six, sometimes seven, to my uni teammates and coaches, I decided to travel home on weekends and play for my local club. After a torrid start of the season with them, still playing in the second row, my chance finally came after a number of injuries. I was called up to start at seven, openside flanker, against one of the top sides in the league, old Albanians away. A big step up for a gangly line-out specialist, (laughs) but I'd take my chances. In 95% of teams i played in, the seven was a resident nutcase of the team and old old Albanians were no exception. Within five minutes, my opposite number had realised I wasn't from the usual stock of rock-hard open side flanker and in a ruck, he managed to split my eye open with his elbow. The physio came on and patched me up, but I was rattled. He smelt it's blood. Nasty. At the next scrum, he headbutted me and opened the cut again. The physio had to take me back to the changing room to glue the cut back together, where I told her the blood was making me feel faint, and I didn't think I could play on. I felt really queasy. <laughs> she agreed to tell the lads that I was concussed, so I couldn't come back on. Um, And I spent the rest of the match laying on the physio bed in the changing room. I drove back to uni that night and told all my mates I got man of the match, wearing my war wound as a badge of honor. They were were still none the wiser. I'm going to tell my kids I was a seven when I was younger. That's very good. that That is good. Well, there you go. And it's, well question that begs to me it gets me thinking. I mean, Rook, there's no doubt you've ever not. You've probably done it about a hundred times, but have you lads ever faked or exaggerated an injury to not want to come back on a sporting field?
0: I've faked so many injuries in my time, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Honestly, I think I didn't play rugby for like three months because of a, a shoulder injury. I was cleared about five times. I went, you, you, you're fine. I went, ah. Just doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my best one, career to date though, was a football match last year of school. All going well. I was on a yellow card for a pretty horrid challenge I'm getting earlier in the game. <laughs> on the right back. And bear in mind the referee we used to have was also a part time cleaner. So <laughs> never left the centre circle. So he was a very budget referee. Never used to give red cards, and I've flown in the right backs. Come overlapping, he's there. I thought I've got him. He's mine. I've got the ball. Bit angry. Bit of a dead game. Two one down. Chasing him down. All both legs. Oh no! I've oh, left no. the floor. <laughs> two footed. Not two footed, but I've extended my right foot like a ballerina. Wow. and I <laughs> can't you, I can't tell you how hard I fucking crunched this guy. <laughs> it was the point where he let out a yelp and I, I straight away I thought I'm off. I'm off. I'm, it. Off. I'm off it. I'm off, I'm off, I'm <laughs> off. So instead of being like accepting it, I just grabbed my right hamstring and screamed. I was like, Ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah screamed. Ah, ah literally referee was like, What's going on, what's going on? Came over, he was like, That was a horrific challenge. What do you think you're doing? I was going, Oh, Oh, get get the medic, get the medic, get the medic. <laughs> Didn't get sent off, just got substitute instead. Tactical, <laughs> tactical genius. You're a terri- you're genius. a terrible person. And that's why I got person. a star at, at GCSE drama. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the
2: closest the closest I've come was similar to Rook in terms of extending an injury rather than necessarily taking myself off and pretending to be injured. But it was the the classic fixture fixture on a Saturday to about two hours away from where we, from where our school was and I was due to come back that week, and I think I just gave myself an extra week off so I didn't have to do the four-hour round trip for a 60-minute game of rugby, <laughs> which, which, which I didn't even like in the first place. <laughs> so oh, there we go. That's probably hot. not the closest have have you
1: come. ever faked an injury? <sighs> the one I can think of, I think, again, it was an exaggeration of an injury. It wasn't a complete fake. It was when we were on rugby tour in Canada. It was our first game out there. Absolutely hammering it down with rain. There was a thunderstorm probably about an hour before. The pitch was literally like running through a bath. It was like soaking out there, freezing cold. And we were playing a bunch of Canadians that had probably only played about four games of rugby in their life. They only play rugby units. in the summer out there. In the winter, they're ice hockey players. They are Professional units. fighters. They are
0: honestly units. I remember this match. Born and we were a bunch of
1: posh boys going over from school where... <laughs> The biggest, the closest to like a physical scrap you get is someone like grabbing your shirt and like saying, go away. We come out there and there were some absolute units in their team. It took us about two minutes to realise that we would like, they were throwing punches in rucks, eye gouging,
0: pinching your fucking kidneys and shit. One of them just popped my shoulder out actually. And uh, My collarbone popped out on that rugby tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were
1: essentially brutes. And uh, I think it was about 45 minutes in, I like, I literally just slipped over, someone trod on my ankle, I think, like, basically scraped my ankle. And I went off with a bat, like, I was like, oh my god, <gasps> my ankle's killing me, like, trying to fucking beg for the physio to come get on, me off. Off for me to get off the get pitch. Off. I think we had their team physio, because we didn't travel with one, I was like, I've got to go off, I've got to go off. That and was a, escape that one straight in the changing rooms warm shower get your trackies on and get back you to were that fine. fucking hostel son
0: meanwhile I popped out <laughs> my collarbone neck was crying on the sidelines <laughs> <laughs>
1: unbelievable but it is a thing people do I think everyone's probably done it so send in
0: your fake injury stories we'd love to hear it well we all know what no not that Hang on, what is it? We all know what the end is nigh. <laughs> it is the who are you round? This week, lads, scores on the doors. Two one. Three-one.
2: Three-one. Three, one. Come on.
0: Give me credit. 3-1. To Matt. One to Dan. This week, Come your on, clue is this individual played. In the two thousand and eight Olympics, in a team sport. Okay.
1: Um, I'm going to go first. Is that all right? Yep. Was Was the team sport? Does it have a World Cup outside of the Olympics? Yes.
2: Is the sport basketball?
0: No. Hmm.
2: We time for another basketball what day.
1: 2008. Fair while ago now. Beijing. We're old. Yeah. Was, was it their only Olympics? Was it the sports only Olympics? No.
2: Okay. Hmm, sport, 2008. Did you say they won the Olympic medal? Or they just competed.
0: No, they competed. That's my no question.
2: Did they win the, didn't they they win the medal?
0: No. Okay. This is tough.
2: This is tough. tough, tough. Is it a male? Yeah. So they didn't have footy. Ah, uh, they did. Is he a football player? Yes. Ah, it's a tricky, it's a trick it is, question. It a trick question. No, it's a trick it's question. It's a trick question.
0: I'll throw you boys off right now to the nitty gritty.
2: No, that's right. So anyone? So they've got weird rules, don't they? Olympics? Sorry, you go down. I'm just thinking um, out loud. Thinking. Out were out. they French? <laughs> no. Um, they weren't French. Um, I honestly, I mean, he's a bloke. I'm trying to think. Two thousand and eight. I'm pretty sure. Brazil won. I have no idea who they beat in the final. I want to say Mexico, but I might actually be wrong. But that's still a medal. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's medals. That doesn't know. matter. It's, it's not really relevant yet. Yeah, it's it's, it's not even it those teams. Yeah, exactly. Um, Two thousand eight. Team GB didn't put a side out. Uh, I think Mexico. It's not games, English. Though. Okay. Uh, is he European? Yes. Okay. There we go. Progress. Geographical progress.
0: Are
1: they
2: from the Netherlands? No. Oh. Oh. Are they from... I mean, this could be fucking anyone. This could literally yeah. be anyone. Um, OK, he's a footballer. I'm thinking, does he play in the Premier League? Has he played... Did he ever play in the Premier League? Yes. OK, there we go. I'm going to stop bothering with the Olympic nonsense. Yeah.
1: Trick question. Threw you off. Did they ever win the Premier League, this individual?
0: No.
2: Did they ever play for Arsenal?
0: No. Bollocks.
1: Was it a this is a-, a defensive player that includes goalkeeper?
0: <laughs> this is getting. Doesn't so include
1: defensive midfielders. This. I'm talking left back, right back, no. centre back, goalie. No. Okay. He's so it's a defensive before, mid.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, he's defensive mid, he's never played for Arsenal and he's European. That's not narrow it down. Um, okay, okay. Is he... Oh, God, I have absolutely no... I don't even have half an idea right now. No. I bet there's someone's going to be sat at home being like, oh my God, I can't believe they haven't got it yet. No, sorry. This is impossible. We regularly, <laughs> we regularly do
0: get them as well. We regularly do Those... get people coming in saying pathetic. Seven. Got it in seven. Pathetic.
2: Honestly pathetic. Um... I honestly just don't even have half a clue. Um, Did he ever play for Spurs? No.
0: Is it time for another clue, do you think? Yeah. Yes, yes, please. He started his career at standard Liège.
2: Okay, with you.
0: That should be a huge bloody hint.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've got a nationality, at least. It's you to go, Chutz.
1: Um... Did they end their career in the same league they began it in? No.
2: Um, Belgian defensive midfielders. Uh, is it marijuana Fellaini? Got
0: yes! Oh, oh, no! he, got it! He, got
2: it! he got it! Come on!
0: Oh, come mate, on! That is gutting. Chitty was
2: say as well. I oh, literally...
1: He I was looking
0: can I guess, I guess? Can I guess, please? <laughs> I looked at him and I knew he knew. That was I knew he
2: knew. That was tough. I almost the worst, I was almost about to ask another question as well, but I thought I, there was a part of me that was like Chits might be about to steal this if I don't go now. The
0: CDM so, in Belgium, you've yeah. just gotta chuck it out there. You've
2: yeah. just gotta chuck yeah, his name did, out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean he's just a bit he played striker under Mourinho half the time, I swear, to be fair. Yeah, to and him. David Moy's put up top. And Moyes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they both did. they were both big fans. But yeah, I mean, it's a great win. I'm so glad. Well done. Well, there
0: you
2: go. 4-1 to Matt.
0: Beauty beep beep beep. Onto the outro.
2: Right then, guys. Thank you ever so much for listening yet again. We can only, we can only (laughs) genuinely thank you. We genuinely thank you. My God, we need it. Yeah, God, keep listening, please. Otherwise, you don't know where we'll end up um no that's dark Let's not we'll take that out (laughs) uh no but thank you very much for listening again uh the strava competition just to say hugo reed is absolutely crushing it he's put in another 61k or something last week it's getting absolutely ridiculous these numbers we'll have a full leaderboard coming out probably on the thursday so when this is out you'll be able to see the full strava leaderboard up to that point or from from the first two weeks maybe we'll give another weekly update on sunday um, but yeah keep listening we've got like we, we mentioned it last week but there we really do have some hot guests coming through for the next couple of weeks so keep your eyes, eyes and ears peeled
1: yeah do definitely tune in we might have an actual ex professional Football player for the first time Not do that because what if he doesn't reply to my email
2: what if he doesn't reply to my email and then we just look like fucking idiots no
1: nah, reply um Plus, means I'll just listen next week, even if we don't <laughs> have him. Just waiting just for it. Just in anticipation.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, uh, right, but thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening.
0: We'll see you later. Ciao, Bella. Yes. We'll see you next week. Ciao, Bella.